and welcome to the A-League's Fantasy Show, a brand new podcast offering from the Keep Up Audio Network. Each and every week, we'll be delving into the world of fantasy for both the Liberty and Isuzu U A-Leagues to give you the best chance of claiming glory, be that against your mates or against us, given we, the A-League's podcast crew, have our own fantasy teams this year. It's a community vibe, several different managers coming in from across our, our podcast squad, and it gives you the chance to compete against us as well as your friends, family, and rival fans. I'm your host for this week, James Dodd. I'm delighted to be joined by two of the A-League's finest today in Keep Up writer Matt Camito and Liberty A-League commentator Campbell Johnson. Gentlemen, a very good afternoon. How are we, Doddy? Absolutely. Pleasure. Very good. The coffee's settled in. Matt, we're yep. ready for ready to hopefully not come to Zoom blows over who we pick for our team this week. Absolutely. Maddie's Maddie's jacked up on coffee. He said it before. He's ready to get swinging. Yeah, I literally finished my last sip about 10 seconds before Duddy started speaking. So um, we'll see where this takes us. <laughs> we will see. We'll question those trades as we get to them. So for those new to the podcast, it is a brand new show, of course, throughout the season on the Fantasy Show. We will provide you with detailed analysis of the round's top performers in both the A-League men and women. We'll help steer you in the right direction with insight to make that key decision whether to buy, sell or hold any number of those players in your team just that little bit easier. There'll be plenty of discussion and I dare say criticism over our performance in A-League's fantasy. More on how you can go up against us shortly. And of course, we'll be hearing from you, the fans. We'll be assessing the highest point scorer from across the round each week, analysing your fantasy prowess and we'll give your team the full social media treatment to recognise your one-week greatness. Plus, we'll take your questions as well, so plenty to look forward to across the season. But before we get into the podcast, gents, for those listeners who may be newcomers to fantasy football, then fear not. We are here to bring you into the light. This is a safe space where dodgy transfer decisions and poor captaincy picks are all accepted. We will be making a fair few of those, no doubt. But seriously, if you don't know what fantasy football is, then it's very simple. If you've ever sat in the stands at a Liberty or Isuzu U A-League game and thought you've got what it takes to be the next top coach, then this is your chance to prove it. Every week, you choose your best team from all available A-League's players, both A-League men and women, working under a budget with a weekly scoring system in place, rewarding you with points based on how your players play each week. It is that simple, provided you stay within your budget. And the best bit, each week on the A-League's Fantasy Show, we'll give you some tips and insider knowledge as we discussed to help bring you up to speed on who may be available, what the players and what the coaches are saying, and that sort of thing. Speaking of which, Matthew Camito, the podcast squad entrusted you with the keys to our Liberty A-League Fantasy team for week one. Give us a rundown, uh, rundown on how we performed after the first round of matches. Okay, well, well firstly, I'm thanking my lucky stars that um, right at the end I put Kirsty Fenton in there because... You know, the top scorer for the week, 29 points. How about that? Um, Stoddy right next to her with 11 points. Another high scorer, Grace Jarley as well. Campbell and I have a bit of a beef going on as to who actually wanted her <laughs> hey, in mate, the team I'll, first. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I mean, <laughs> but, she's my girl. She's my girl. But uh, yep. yeah, I'll give that one to you. Nope. As the as the only uh, WA representative in, in the podcast <laughs> team, I'm laying claim to Grace Jarley this season for sure. Um, all in all, we finished with a grand total of 116 points, which I think usually is a really strong result. But I mean, if you go into the league rankings, you know, you've got about 10 players who scored in the 160s. The The competition is ridiculous this season, boys. It is well, absolutely crazy. And we'll come to our contentious picks in just a second, because how this works for, for the listener at home 
us as a content squad are, are entrusting the keys week by week to to one individual member of the crew who's in charge of picking the team for that week. In order to do that, when we sat around this podcast and, and who we wanted in the team and the locks that each person desperately wanted in the team, for example, mine was Rihanna Policina, so I'm going to be a bit quiet on this one because she had a quiet game against Wellington at the weekend. Cam, are you saying that Grace Jarley was yours? I mean, both Maddie and I said this, but for instance, I've had her for the last two years. So <laughs> I picked her round one last year when she was at Canberra. She exploded. And the, the big reason why I picked her is because she can play through the middle. She can play yeah. out wide in that wide forward role, but she's listed as a midfielder and at a good price. Yeah. So she's a real, she's a must have in the fantasy teams. And this season, I mean, boy, did she get off to a bang. Yeah. I mean, her goal in round one, insane. Yeah, so we'll go through the team from from top to bottom, shall we, gents? I think we'll, we'll start in goal. And we had Chloe Lincoln starting in goal this week, obviously conceding four goals in a ridiculous game, which, you know, the whole the whole league has been talking about for the last few days. Um, Alyssa Daliosta from Western United as the backup goalkeeper. From the defence, we had Kirsty Fenton, Rebecca Stott, Jessica Nash starting for us. Tori Tumuth, um on the bench, who, who had a really good debut for Sydney yes, FC. Um, Natasha Dakic from Western United, a, a very um, sort of cheap entry level option at 150k, which is the the lowest sort of amount that that a fantasy player can be. She didn't get on the park, but we didn't need her in the formation. Then into midfield, we had Grace Ma, Grace Jale, Daniela Galic, and Alana Murphy, um, with Kiwa Hieda from Western United on the bench as well. And then up forward, how can you look past Courtney Vine with the captain's armband, Rihanna Policina, as Dottie mentioned. And then lastly, Korea Aquino from Melbourne Victory, who absolutely tore up the NPL in Victoria in the offseason. And although she didn't get on the score sheet on the weekend, we're still hoping that, you know, she can bring in big fantasy points for us, considering she's got that 165K starting price tag. And that is the key point, isn't it, about when you're building mm. these teams, is that you look at the fixtures that are coming up. You know, the key players will look at three, four weeks in advance in terms of fixtures. But if you have a bad week, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to rip it up and and make as many trades as you possibly can and, and blow your budget chasing the top performers from a certain week. So if we're going to be self-critical, who would we say were the contentious picks then probably if we're looking at making trades, which we'll come on to in just a second. But if we were to look at the performance of our team in week one, who would you be saying, Campbell, that we could maybe look at changing for, for the next week? I, I think the main one is... There's two. So I think goalkeeper is a clear one that we can change. Chloe Lincoln is a fantastic shot stopper. Mm. But I, I'm grateful that I I did have Annalie Grove in my team originally, swapped her out for Lissiam Pru, which turned out to be a fantastic decision. Cheap goalkeeper is going to start every game for Melbourne City. That's the change I'd make for Chloe Lincoln. Annalie Grove is usually a very reliable goalkeeper, but on the weekend gave away two goals, didn't have her greatest performance. Um, and same with Chloe Lincoln, usually very consistent. Unlucky that she got um, a few penalties given away um, to her team. And then the other one is Grace Ma. And this is because this is similar mm. to the Grace Jale, um, Grace Jale opinion, but reversed. So at Canberra United last season, played more as a 10, as an 8, and getting in those advanced positions, scoring goals. Now at Western United, she said she was going to play a more defensive role. I was expecting her to play as a 6. But she's playing as a centre-back. She played next to Alana Cern for Western United. So that's another one. She's probably pretty expensive. I can't quite remember what it is, Maddie. Yeah, but it's uh, 455k at the moment, Campbell. 
she's a must sell at that price range mm-hmm. if she's going to be playing centre back for me. Yeah, and importantly, I think as well, you know, Chloe Lincoln, like you said, all the attributes and and Canberra will probably be you know picking up clean sheets here and there this year, but. Um, the City Keeper Prue as well. I think there's about 70k difference between the two of them, um, and City looked fantastically sturdy um, last last week. So in the in the clean sheet win against uh, Wellington Phoenix. So you know I think that if we if we move out Lincoln and Ma, um, that will importantly open up some funds for a player that we all really like after round one. And how can you not in Vesna Milivojevic from Canberra, another two goals carrying on the form from last season. And like I mentioned earlier, we didn't have her in our starting squad for round one. She's looking like a player already that if you don't have her from round two onwards, it is going to cost you dearly. Yeah. She's one that has to get in. We cannot afford to be left behind gents where there's a lot riding on this for us in particular. So, the fixtures for this week before we go into our official buy, sell, hold phase. The fixtures for this week. Adelaide against Central Coast. Melbourne City against Canberra. Brisbane hosting Sydney. Western United against Melbourne Victory. That's a big game. Mm-hmm. Earth against Newcastle. Western Sydney against Wellington, which is part of the doubleheader, of course, on Sunday afternoon at Combank Stadium. So, Matt Camito. Who are the players? Because this is the benefit of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, this season is that we know and we can tell you the numbers of people that are trading in and trading out players. Let's go through some of the stats, Matt. Yep. So obviously at the top of the most traded out this this week, and it's really quite disappointing to to see as a reality of, of what happened on the weekend. But Nat Tobin has had the highest number of trades out after that ACL confirmation. Absolutely devastating for such a great player such a great leader at Sydney FC and the league as a whole. Nobody ever wants to see injuries like that. But as a result, um, fantasy managers are moving in numbers to quickly shift out away from having Tobin. And it will be also interesting to see, you know, the likes of Fenton and Tumuth and and whatnot. They really benefit from clean sheet points secret, uh, seemingly week in, week out. And without Tobin in there, it will be interesting for fantasy managers to assess, you know, how well they're able to retain their clean sheets moving forward. Um, Chloe Legazzo and Tamika Yallop were also two players who were strongly traded out already. Um, I think that that might be a bit reactionary. I don't know about you guys, you know, like it's round one. I think that, like you said before, Dottie, after round one, so many people pull the trigger way too quickly on trades and, and rejigging. But you have to remember, this is a team that you look at your whole player pool before the season and you pick these 15 players, you back them in and then, you know, you can't let your your faith waver after that short amount of time. So they're two players that, you know, I think people may be moving on a bit too quickly. We've also got Kayla Morrison in there dropping out of 20 teams, Annalie Grove, like you mentioned, CJ. Um, but we'll move into traded in and Susan Fonson Cam tops the list. Um one of the um, two goals for glory on the weekend. It was absolute perler. Um, and Kirsty Fenton, as we mentioned, is second. Jenna McCormack has also been traded in a lot. Prue, as we mentioned, and Milivojevic rounding out the top five there. So the gents, Campbell, come to you first. Matt, the banker, you can confirm this. Spice <laughs> or hold. We want to get Vesna Milivojevic in the team. How are we doing it? We're getting rid of Chloe Lincoln, surely. Um, getting in Lissy and Prue, I would think. And yeah. get Grace Maher out for Vesna Villa Voyage. Does that free up enough cash? Let do we me need tell more? you guys, we have Lincoln and Ma out, Prue and Milivojevic in, and we have 55K left in the bank. 
So let's press no. complete on that. And we you know what? We will wait until next week. I don't know what the combination <laughs> of hosts will be on this show, but we'll wait. Maybe they'll play the sound grab of us putting uh, those trades in and Ma scores a hat trick. Who knows? But um, oh, I look that, forward to That will to ruin me. That will ruin me, Maddie. Yeah, but, you know, we have to live by the sword and die by the sword. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a team with about 10 different managers throughout the season. Um, but <laughs> we're going to see it play out this year and there's going to be fireworks, I'm what, sure. What's the saying about too many cooks in a kitchen or, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, uh, a, a horse designed by a committee as a camel or something like that? <laughs> well, that's the good thing is we're not trading on Wall Street here. So the 55K can stay in the bank as far as I'm concerned. There you have it. Those are the moves that we have actioned this week. If you want to get involved, and go head-to-head against our fantasy teams and head to aleagues.com.au or via the app. Follow the steps to fantasy. And if you use the code zero, uh, sorry, 606271, that's 606271, that will be the A-League women's fantasy code. I will supply the men's one later on. These codes will be in the show notes for this podcast as well. Right. Let's switch our focus to the Isuzu A-League. Once again, it was Matt Camito's turn to assemble our A-League men's fantasy team for round one, but with the notable absence of three players, which we will debate and hopefully not come to blows over who we pick for those positions. Matty, once again, talk us through the team that you have assembled so far. Okay, well, full disclaimer here, I did discuss this team with about five or six people yesterday, <laughs> so let's not suck all No, the... this is all on you, Matt. This is all on you. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, in goal, I think we both, we, we all sort of decided that there's quite a few uh, entry-level price tags for keepers that are predicted to start at the moment to begin the season. So we've chucked uh, Tommy Heward-Bell and Alex Paulson in goal to 155k goalkeepers entry level price opens up uh, funds for elsewhere um obviously Hewitt Bell getting that move to Western United in the off season in defense another Western United player who you know I think we all think might be a little bit on the cheap side and Ben Garuccio uh 276k by no means a massive premium on that um and as we know on his day he loves to get forward assist goals and if western can get any sort of you know semblance of that championship winning team in the resolute defense there we could be on for a steal there Mikhail Docker from Central Coast Mariners has just looked an absolutely extraordinary player in terms of just you know the eye test which is such a big thing about fantasy um he's so fun to watch looks like he'll be on a lot of dead balls free kicks um and, you know, they've also got Storm Rue at the Mariners who can play right back and there might even be situations where Docker can play as a winger. So, you know, the fact that he's 203K, I think there's a, a lot of upside to him there. Um, Callum Talbot as well from Melbourne City, 197K. I think he's one of the most owned players in the game at this point in time. Seems like a no-brainer. Um, and then Lucas Kelly Heald from Wellington Phoenix is 150k and has been starting a lot in preseason, so he's worth having on the bench. We'll leave that fourth defensive slot vacant for now, and we'll discuss it later. In midfield, one of the premium assets in the game we've got in there for now in Jay O'Shea from Brisbane. He just seems like you know you can bank on him getting regular points every week. Um, Tolgay Arslan from Melbourne City, a, a top class signing in the off season top European caliber. Um, he looks like an absolute class player and, and should be able to to rack up a consistent amount of points. Um, a popular pick for many as well, Uli Devia from MacArthur, the MacArthur captain, appeared to be sharing penalty 
duties with Valerie Germain in in the off season, but he'll be involved in everything for the Bulls. Um, and then we've got a 155k youngster from Adelaide on the bench in Johnny Yule as well, who I think that um, Carl Viet has tipped to have a, a big season. He's had a lot of injuries in the past, but you know we can we can hopefully ride a, a bit of a, a price fluctuation there. Um, leave the fifth slot vacant for now uh, in midfield. And up top, we've got Jamie McLaren, who you have to own at the moment. Uh, 579k starting price, but you know he's he's the most owned, the most captained. We need to have him in there. Um, and Marcus Antonson from Western Sydney Wanderers we've started with as well. And the third slot, which we've actually got in there now, but we're going to debate as well, is the Brisbane Raw youngster, Thomas Waddingham, who I think Scott Neville uh, referred to as uh, the young Thank Erling Haaland <laughs> after the Australia Cup final, which, you know, no some pressure. people will raise their eyes, eyebrows at, but, you know, you, you love to hear little things like that. And and he has been on an absolute tear in the off-season. So that's how our team is looking at the moment. And we've also got 70K remaining in the bank. So, I'm glad you put Docker in there. Um, I was at the AFC Cup game for the Mariners. He looked very impressive. He was up and down the flank where I was sitting in there in in the second half. Um, and I spoke to Danny Vukovic actually about him and what he brought to the team. You see, these are the little gems and nuggets we're going to hopefully pass on this season. He says the final ball will definitely improve with Docker once he gets used to the strikers as well. So that's going to be very interesting because they rate him very highly. And I think you're right, Matt. Storm Ruby in there gives him an option to push Docker further forward and play on the right because he was gallivanted down that right wing all game. The player that I'm going to put forward as a potential budget option, depending on you know spaces, I think Jake Coleman is going to play quite a lot for MacArthur this year. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a player that likes to get on the ball. He's got a great range of passing. So wherever there's some options there, budget-wise, if we get to it, maybe he could be a, a cheaper option for us. But the, the player that I want to put forward up front is Lachlan Brook. Well, I spoke to the vast majority of the A-League players, the representatives, last week. One of the questions I asked them and a content shoot that we did was, which player is going to top score fantasy this year? And one of the Western Sydney Wanderers players said to me straight away, Lachlan Brook, he's going to be on a tear this year. He's got a point to prove. He's enjoying being back in Australia. He's really comfortable at Western Sydney. So I'm going to throw, put back my tanks on the lawn. I'm going to say Lachlan Brook is one that we should consider getting into the team. Campbell, who are you suggesting? Yeah, I think uh, Docker is a sensational pick. I think as well, one thing to note with how MacArthur, uh, sorry, I should say Central Coast Mariners played, especially in the AFC Cup, is they almost played with a back three and allowing him to push up um, on that right-hand side. So he'll get in really advanced positions this season. Um, I really like how the midfield's looking up front. I think you can't look past Angel Torres. I think his connection with Marco Tulio will be very good um, and Docker as well. I think that kind of South American connection there will be so vital throughout the season. And I think at 176, he's only 16K more than Tom Waddingham, who has been on fire in the cup and for uh, the young Socceroos as well, scored in Marbella a few times over the last week. Um, But I think Angel Torres, for me, up front, as that third cheaper option of a forward um, is, is a fantastic shout. Tom Waddingham as well. I only worry with Tom... And I, I interviewed him a few years ago when he was still in high school, and that was only a year or two ago, still <laughs> in high school. He's really the only forward there yeah. at Brisbane. I wonder, is it going to be too much for him? 
that's the only yeah. thing I'm a little bit scared of. At the moment, it seems like he's taking it in his stride and is absolutely flying. I just think it's a lot of pressure to put on an 18-year-old who's never played an A-League game before. That's okay. my only concern with him. But yeah. So I think because we're throwing up some some forward options right now, and I'm going to chuck one more into the mix, I reckon we're going to get rid of Antonson for now and potentially Waddingham, and we're going to put two of the next three suggestions in to accompany McLaren. Your two suggestions there, Torres and Brooke, and one more that I'd like to throw into the rink, which is Sydney FC's Fabio Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 185K at the moment. Um, that's, that's cheap. Mm. Yeah, which is just, you know, we saw what he could do off, what, 20 minutes in the in the Australia Cup final, just decide the game off his own boot. One was a penalty, yes, but um, there's going to be a lot profile. of... Different profile of strike. Different profile. Well different profile and a very sort of experienced newcomer into the league, into a team that I think we all predict is going to be, you know, quite offensively fluid this year with, you know, Mac on one side and Lolly on the other. So, you know, we've got Brooke there, Gomez and, um, and, uh, and, and El Torres, which I think will take a lot of funds out from, our team and put it into our remaining salary for the next week's team to sort of, you know, have more to work with when, you know, eventually our team falls flat in round one, they need to make major surgery after just one weekend. So we're keeping McLaren in, right? Yeah. I think that he's so expensive, but if you miss the boat and I missed the boat last year in my team, I, I held off for a few weeks and the prices change after round three. And I think I missed the boat after round three and he went up like hundreds of thousands, and I couldn't afford him. Um, so I think he's just a must-have to start just to play sort of defense, if you will. Mm. Is, yep. there, is there an argument that Daniel Pena could come into this midfield potentially at, at any place? There is, there is. Um, and that would be maybe a, a move for O'Shea to move out as a premium. Um, but for now, let's, let's, let's just nail down these last two forwards to accompany McLaren. I think from the reaction from the two of you, you like the sound of Torres. <laughs> I, also- I was there. I was there again in the AFC Cup, and he was a little bit ring rusty in the first half. But my word, second half, he tore shreds. And listen, the caliber of the opposition is not that in the A League. The Filipino mm-hmm. players were not of the standard of the the Isuzu U A League. But when he's on form, there aren't many players that are going to be able to stop him. So he I think he's yeah. a smart pick. He looked good in the previous game as well for Central Coast in the AFC Cup. I'm actually happy with having Fabio Gomez in only because I feel like Sydney FC will be a bit stronger this year. Yep. I think Mariners might be a little bit weaker. I'm not entirely sure. But I also think, and this is the big one, that well, Fabio Gomez will play through the centre. Yep. Angel Torres might play a little bit wider. What do you think, Dotty, based okay. on what you've seen? Of and Mariners? just yeah. one more thing for Dotty. You know, you've, you've spoken up Torres. You've spoken up Brooke just there. I reckon we've got one last slot here. I think that this one's for you to to decipher between the two of those. Those two players? Lachlan Brooke and Angel Torres. My concern is that with Antonson and Brandon Borello when he's available post-Socceroos, and we're not sure so how he's going to... If or if he features for Wanderers this weekend in the opening round, I think the short-term pick would be Brooke. I think a long-term pick will be Angel Torres. I think, did you suggest Fabio Gomez instead of Torres? Yeah, we'll lock in Gomez and Gomez, McLaren. So I think given Marco Tulio likes to drop deep and players going behind him, 
I'm going to say we pick Angel Torres because I think Lachlan Brook will be shifted to accommodate Borello and Antonsen in that team. So I think we lock in Angel Torres. Can right. I also make another point? Are there any positions, and it, it seems like these are the forwards, but are there any positions within this team where we think there are some players who are undervalued, who at week three, are, their price is going to go through the roof, like an Angel Torres, like a Fabio Gomez, when those price changes come through? I'm just talking from in terms of giving us more budget to work with in the future. Do you pick some bargains now so that then they can explode in price and give us more to work with yeah, later look, on potentially? I think, I think the good news is, like you mentioned, that, that prices don't change until round three. I think that there's a ma- that it would be a major concern in, in round one if it was to change after one week. Um, but, you know, I think that if it gives us enough time to maybe scout some more players and and make sure that we're making the right decisions, you know, we've got 30 trades for the season. If we make a couple each week for the first few rounds to get those players in and then, you know, move to the, the single week transactions from there, I think that that might be a good tactic for us. Um, so, yeah, we've definitely got some room to grow in a lot of these players. I mean, if Gomez starts scoring with 185k, if he scores two or three goals in the first few weeks, that's just going to skyrocket. And Angel Torres, the same. So I think we're in a good spot with that. Um, we'll just move through the the rest of the team as well because we had a spot open in defence, which we were tossing up yesterday, guys, bringing in Ivan Bujica from from MacArthur. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Um, and also another player of really good value, seemingly, who could hit the ground running at Western United is Riku Danzaki in the midfield which is just 165k, um, an excellent sort of fourth, fifth choice. I'm not sure if you guys agree. Yeah, um, I think so. I think so, especially with with Danzaki, but uh, to a, to a well, not to a lesser extent, but with Ivan Vuitza. I mean, he's guaranteed to to yeah. play that MacArthur team um, because there aren't you know, There's a young understudy to Vuitza. He's one of the leaders in that side. He's not necessarily, you know, he's very stable defensively, but he does contribute going forward as well. I think that's a smart pick mm. on that thing. I think we lock that in. Um, Campbell, I don't know about you. I am very relieved that I am not the uh, sole Western Australia-based reporter on this podcast, given there are no Perth Glory representatives <laughs> in our A-League well, Men's Fantasy <laughs> team for round one. Yeah, uh, look, I, I agree. They might be rioting uh, in the chicken treat shops uh, in Balcatta uh, this weekend. But <laughs> I think oh. the one player that I was looking at, I liked Dan Zaki a lot in this team and he looked good for Western United in the Australia Cup. He's been great for Brisbane in the past as well. D- Salim Khalifi, he was one of those players who looked very good last year, got injured, came back towards the end. I think he's only around 210K, Matt, if, um, if you can... Have a look at that He's one. He's actually 308. Okay, that's too expensive then. Uh, I thought he was cheaper than that. But he is a player that, if you're looking for a, that kind of price range, isn't a bad shout. We have 200K in the bank currently, and Danzaki is obviously 165. So, Campbell, you know, you've, you've just floated the the one Perth player that could come in. Um, we've already got Heward Bell and Garuccio. So, the question is, do we upgrade Danzaki for... Uh, Salim Khalifi, get the get the West Aussies off my back as well. I don't mind. I think they'll be really good under Stadge as well. I think I think they're building a really solid team, and he and he looked fantastic last year. I don't mind it. What do you reckon, Dotty? Do you reckon we bring in Khalifi instead of Danzaki if we've got I, that cash? I think we bring in Salim Khalifi. Um, interestingly enough, I spoke to Mustafa Amini last week, and he said that he's been flying, and that he is fit. He is raring to go. 
the squad are really infused under Stadge. And their players often say that about new coach, but you know, he was he said, No, this is legit. Like we're we're gonna be a good team and a good unit this year. And Khalifa, we know, was so good last year, like you said, up until the injury issue. So I think that's a smart pick. Well, I think we should lock him in. In Musti right. we trust, hey? In Musti we trust. Well, like I'm going to I'm going to click save my team now. We've got 64k left in the bank and we are going to pass on maybe a dumpster fire to the round 2 podcast crew, but we <laughs> we will wait and see. Um before we move on, I think that maybe we can just run through a few of the uh ownership percentages for a few of the popular players and also some um projected scores for round 1 which are always interesting. Matt, before um, you start, let me guess, is Joe Lolly the most picked player in the game yeah it's it's the highland of the of the league james it's got to be mclaren he is not even in the top 10 dotty he's not in the top 10 that is madness okay i'll read the top five for you obviously j mac callum talbot is the second most picked player in the game wow at 29.6 percent um, I think that one just goes down to the price tag. You know, yeah. I think that managers have hopped on and looked at that and thought it's an absolute steal. He's an absolute gun as well. And and City will keep their fair share of clean sheets this he's, season. He's been great over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. When he was at Sydney, he was fantastic. And then he was great in his first season yeah. at uh, Melbourne City as well. Um, and then we've got Uli De Villa is third most owned and... The managers are following our lead here, or maybe vice versa. Tom Hewitt-Bell is the fourth most owned player. One player that we haven't picked, and it's an interesting one because he's owned by 23.8%. He's a young forward from Adelaide. Can anyone uh, guess? Yeah, big Nesta Irin Kunda is the fifth most owned player in the game at 23.8%. He is injured at the moment, so... I th- it's the similar situation that we had in the women's where Legazo and Yallop were picked. Like Legazo and KK might be picked as well, but they're, they're injured and they're not mm. quite fit yet. So I, yep. I had Nestory as well. And then I think he posted something on his story of him in a moon boot. And I thought, uh, pull him out. But um, yeah, I, I can see why people, everyone loves Nestory, but I think he's injured at the moment. So yeah. I, I cannot believe off the back of that Australia Cup that Joe Lolly is not in the top 10. That is absolutely, that is insane. It's an interesting one because he's not um, in the top 10 for ownership, but he is the fourth most popular captain. <laughs> so <laughs> if, you, if you've got him, you're captaining him at the moment, it looks like. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to a few projected scores as well for round one. Um, J-Mac leads the way again. He's projected to score 15 points this week against Western United. Brandon Borello second with 14. And this is all going, I think, off uh, historical performances against these opponents as well. Third place is a player who we haven't spoken about today and we didn't select in our team, and that's Marco Tullio, who, you know, you, you can't great. have everyone, can yep. you guys? No, you can't. Um, but he's one that you look at and you just go, oh, I, I hope that overlooking him doesn't come back to to bite us. It, it um, could, it could, Matt. It could, just it could. Him. But you know, we if if it is, hopefully none of us are on the pod next week, and it's 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 not our problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Jay O'Shea is also predicted to score well with uh, thirteen predicted points against Macarthur, and his teammate Henry Hoare has a predicted score of eleven. That's the top five projected scorers for round one. 
I'll throw in some names and see what you think about this before we wrap up this section on the on the men's fantasy element. Valère Germain is mm. someone that I think is going to score a lot of goals this year because I think he's going to be playing through the middle at MacArthur. They're, a t- they're an interesting team because they finished last season in, in such a, you know, in such disappointing fashion for them at the club. You know, no one was happy with how, how things wrapped up last year. It's kind of a bit of a fresh slate for Mile Stojovski this year. I'm really, really excited on by what Raphael can do in that mm. team this year. I think he's going to be someone that's going to be given game time, which is the reason why he left Melbourne City. I'm really excited to see how he does. Jake Holman is someone that I mentioned already. I think he's going to be playing quite a pivotal role. But but Valet Germain is someone in particular. I'd love to know the stats on him, Matt, and how many people have him, because I'm guessing he's going to be quite expensive. But with someone with the pedigree that he has coming into this league, with the service that he's going to get from the likes of Ulysses Stavila. I know Danny De Silva is an injury doubt at the moment with his hamstring complaint, but in particular, the likes of, of Raphael as well. What sort of numbers is, is Valet Germain pulling? Yep. So Valet Germain is um, the price tag might be keeping people away with a, with this sort of wait and see element. Obviously, like you said, he, he looked great in preseason, but in the, in the AFC Cup, it's been tough to, to sort of rank that against the calibre of opponents. He's currently uh, priced at 348k. Um, ranked as a forward, and he's owned by 3% of managers right now. So, you know, quite low. Mm. Um, you're right. He's going to, he, he looks like he's going to be starting right down the middle. Um, in the AFC Cup, he's been sharing penalty duties with uh, Uli Devere as well. Whether or not that continues or one of them just takes hold of that remains to be seen. But having a penalty taker in your team is yeah. such a vital asset as well. So, you know, keep an eye on that in round one. Um, but yeah, 3% ownership, um, 348k as a forward, you know, you'd be trading your your Antonsons, your Taggarts, those kind of players to to get someone like that in. Um, and, you know, you could be laughing after round one if, if MacArthur get a couple of pens and, and he's he's on the duty or he's linking up with, like you said, Raphael and Devere and whatnot. And, yeah, could could be an exciting selection, that's for sure. Yeah. And, those di- yeah. and those differential picks are important too. Having having players that not many other people are picking, if they perform well, yeah. are on the money. If you've got McLaren captain and everyone else has McLaren captain as well, then it doesn't really mean anything. Mm. But you can't miss the boat on that. So it's about those other differential picks as well, I think. Yeah, it is. There's And there's a couple of, it's interesting you say that, Campbell, because there's a couple of young players, especially young Socceroos that I'm excited to see this year, Jed Drew being one mm. of them. Again, we're basing it off of the Filipino opposition they've come up against yep. in the AFC Cup. But Jed Drew was absolutely outstanding when he came on the other night against Dynamic Herb Cebu. So he's one to watch this year. But we mentioned round one. These are the fixtures, just to remind everyone, in case you weren't aware, I know you all are, but here we go. Adelaide against Central Coast, the champions heading to Coopers on Friday night. That's going to be a very interesting game to see how Mark Jackson's team set up in round one. MacArthur against Brisbane, Melbourne City against Western United, then it's the Big Blue, Saturday evening at Allianz Stadium, Sydney against Melbourne Victory, Western Sydney against Wellington on Sunday, and Perth against Newcastle. Gents, that wraps up our team for the A-League men's uh, aspect of fantasy this year. Tipping, don't forget, you can get involved in tipping this year. I love this aspect because it makes us look like geniuses when this podcast podcast goes out and then idiots when it all comes falling down afterwards. Let's go through the tipping, shall we? Because... 
the Liberty A-League first. We mentioned this, the the fixtures just a while ago. I'll recap those one by one. Campbell, you can lead us off, then Matty, and then I'll go for the A-League women's tip in this year. Adelaide against Central Coast. What's your pick, Cam? I'm going to go a shock Central Coast. Adelaide were too leaky on the weekend. I'm going with Adelaide for this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Adelaide as well, but not much. I think it's going to be cagey. I think yeah. they'll tighten up after that last game. And I think the Mariners, unfortunately, might find themselves 0-2 after two games. Uh, Melbourne City against Canberra. Cam? Melbourne City. Too strong. Canberra, they had a brand new back line last, last week. So, yeah, Melbourne City. Yeah, City for me, they're looking, they looked rock solid at the back as well. Last week is going to take something special to get past them, I think. Yep, Melbourne City, full house. Rihanna Policina is going to come good. I know it. <laughs> Justify my pick in the fantasy team. Uh, Brisbane against Sydney. Uh, I'm calling this game on the weekend, a shameless plug. Uh, oh, I reckon Sydney. Sydney are too good. Oh, that's a, this one is a tough one, especially with Tobin out as well. Potential banana peel, having said that. I'm not going to have the guts to go with it, and I'm going to go Sydney. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go draw, actually. I thought Brisbane were impressive in their opening game. Sydney good, but that defensive issue that Ante Juric now has with no Nat Tobin, that is a big problem for mm. Sydney. So I'm going to go for a draw in that one. Uh, Western United, Melbourne victory. This is a tough one. Both teams didn't win on the weekend. Both big teams. I'm going to say Melbourne victory. Melbourne victory. I'm going Western United with this one to bounce back. Yep, Western United for me. I think Hannah Keane's going to prove a few people wrong and she's going to play through the middle in this game. That's my oh, I, I hope she doesn't, Dottie. I pulled her out of my fantasy team. So. <laughs> uh, Perth against Newcastle. Uh, Perth, I think they look really good this year. Uh, I think Newcastle still have a bit of a way to go. Uh, my uh, star selection, Grace Jarley, to to ball out again in, a, in another glory win, I think. I'm going to go for a draw. I think Newcastle Ooh. might snatch something here and I think it will be Melina Ayres. Yeah, that's the business for them. Uh, and rounding off the Liberty A League round two is the Wanderers against Wellington at Combank Stadium as part of that fantastic doubleheader. Yep, doubleheader. Uh, I'll be calling this one as well. Oh, I reckon Wellington. They yep. looked. They actually looked really solid yep. against West uh, against Melbourne City on the weekend, and they're building and building and building. I'm going to go Wellington. Why not? Yep, I'm going Wellington. Whole preseason as well under the new manager versus a bit of instability with the Wanderers. They do have home ground advantage, but Wellington did look terrific um, on the weekend. And like I said, City were just rock solid. Um, and if not, might have been a different outcome. So, yeah, Phoenix for me. I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to be the boring Billy in this one and sit on the fence. I think Western Sydney playing at home, another game under their belts. Robbie Hooker is more time to train with the side. I think they'll... They'll hold off Wellington in this game. As you say, did look good against Melbourne City at the weekend. Okay, opening round of the Isuzu Ute A-League. Adelaide Central Coast. This time, Matty Kamito, you can lead us off. I'm going to go Adelaide here. The champions to to fall on, on the first weekend, I think Cooper Stadium, Friday night. How can you get any better than that? And yeah, an, an Adelaide win to, to kick off the season. He's, this is such a tough one. They met really late on in the finals last year. Oh, I'm going to say Central Coast. They look really exciting. And Adelaide, no Craig Goodwin. That's a big factor. Well, one idiot on the official Isuzu UA League podcast, an outlandish tip predicted that the Mariners might not make the six this year. I don't know who that was. Uh, I am going to go for a draw in this game. I think Adelaide have got a little bit to prove. They've lost some big names in the offseason. I think the Mariners are still going to be finding their feet. I think a draw would be a good result for the Mariners. They get this one. Uh, MacArthur against Brisbane. Matt Kamito, off you go. Yeah, I'm going a draw here. I can't really separate these team, two teams right now, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I'm the same. I, I think Brisbane have looked good in preseason, so have MacArthur, but yeah, I'm going to say draw. Yeah, I think this is going to be, a, I think, a home advantage purely for MacArthur. I think Brisbane have been the team that everybody has tipped to be the standout or surprise package this year, but MacArthur have obviously had a good run of AFC Cup games where they've been able to get their players going. I'm going to go for MacArthur narrow in this one, but I like what Ross Eloise is doing at Brisbane. Mm. Uh, Melbourne City against Western United. City for me, I think McLaren, maybe a goal or two um, and an early win for the Premiers. Yeah, Melbourne City have looked a little bit shaky in preseason. They've not looked as dominant as they have in previous years. But I think, again, they're going to be, uh, I think they're going to get the chocolates here. I think this is going to be Melbourne City. Yeah, Melbourne City for me. I don't think there'll be much in it, but I think just Jamie McLaren's got such a good record against Western United and Jamie McLaren loves starting the season with goals as what Jamie McLaren does. Um, Sydney against Melbourne victory. Big blue. What are we looking yeah. at? I think the Sky Blues, I think that they looked pretty encouraging, especially that second half of the Australia Cup final when it looked like in, in past seasons, maybe that result might have gone one way rather than the other. And I think they turned it around. They have a lot of quality in their squad this season. And I think they'll they'll start the season brightly. Yeah, this is Sydney FC for me as well. But I think Melbourne victory, if they get a few wins at the start of this season, the narrative could change really quickly with them. Yeah, I, this is a really tough one. I, I do think Sydney will will win this, but I think Sydney are a team of moments. And if Joe Lolly doesn't produce those moments, I'm not entirely sure who can in that Sydney FC. We know we've spoken about Fabio, we've spoken about Robert Mack, but for me, Joe Lolly's the is the key. I think if Sydney win it, it'd be it will be because of him. Uh, Western Sydney against Wellington. Yeah, I think Western Sydney at home, perfectly poised to to start the the season off with a victory here. Yeah, same. I think Western Sydney. I'm a little bit worried about Wellington not really recruiting much in this offseason. New coach. They didn't look that great in the Australia Cup. So, yeah, I'm going to say Western Sydney. Yeah, full house for me, Western Sydney. It'll be interesting to see, though, who does line up alongside Marcelo at the back. They've got a couple of options there. Oscar Zavada is obviously going to be a bit of a handful for anyone that, that plays against them. Western Sydney, though, for me. And Perth, Newcastle, WA correspondent, lead us off. How could I say anything other than a glory win? I think, uh, you know, home home games start the season, Stadich era kicking off in style. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a long road trip for anyone. I uh, don't know if you've ever done it, Dotty, have you? No, no, I haven't. I was supposed to go a couple of times during, and then lockdown happened. Yeah, I yeah, no. I'll come visit you soon, mate. Oh, that, that's what I was hinting at. So thank you, Campbell. You can come too if you want. That's thank all right. you, mate. I'll, I'll come back to my uh, my former state. Uh, no, I think I think this will be Perth. Um, although the when I went to Newcastle in preseason, a lot of the players, a lot of the staff there, saying that the mood has really turned around uh, in recent weeks and under Rob Stanton there. But um, I do think this will be Perth. Yeah. That wraps up the first episode of the A-League's Fantasy Show. We'll be back next Thursday night once the squads are locked in and we'll go over everything in the world of fantasy after this weekend's round of both the Liberty and Isuzu U A-Leagues as well. Looking forward to the following week's action. Don't forget those codes again to compete against our fantasy team, the A-League's content squad. To go in the A-League Women's Fantasy, the code you need is 606271. And the code you need for the men's league is 816918. They will be posted in the show notes of this podcast. Fear not, we're not expecting you to have 
perfect memories. Don't forget, though, you can also tune in every Monday for our weekly review show on the Isuzu U A-League with Keep Up's resident expert panel of David Wiener, Tom Smithies, and Dave Davutovic this week. They'll be going over all the big talking points from the opening round of the campaign. Never miss an episode. It's easy. You have no excuse. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be, and stay up to date with everything A-Leagues related. Head to aleagues.com.au, keepup.com.au, or download the A-Leagues app. Cameron, Matthew, thank you very much. Thank you, Dottie. Dottie, mate. Firstly, my what? name's Campbell. <laughs> Secondly, you didn't give your pick for... Why did he call you? Cameron. Cameron? It's an autocorrect on my thing. Oh, uh, sure, oh, sure. My goodness. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, secondly, you forgot about Perth, mate. Oh, Who's Perth v Newcastle? I do apologise, my friend. Um, what about to me for forgetting about the, the most important game of the weekend? <laughs> oh, no, no apology? <laughs> well, just because you've said where's, that. Where's my you, apology? Where's my apology, up. Adam? <laughs> <laughs> just because you said that and you brought it up, I'm going to tip Newcastle to win. Wow, a spiteful <laughs> tip. That that never gets you going up the rankings, Dottie. You're going to be plummeting to the bottom with that. <laughs> so there you have it. That is episode one in the bank of the A-League's Fantasy Show. Thank you very much for joining. And don't forget, get out, enjoy the football this weekend. Stay safe.